1: July sixteenth, two thousand eighteen. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Wrestling Inc. podcast. I am Chris Featherstone, hosting in for Glenn Rubenstein tonight. Yes, uh, he's gone. I'm here. Uh, you've experienced an upgrade, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome uh, to the Wrestling Inc. podcast. Uh, I'm here with Roz Geary, of course. Matt Morgan will be joining us later in the show. So let's get right into raw. Roz, what's your overall thoughts?
0: You know what I thought. Uh The beginning was awesome. I thought that for, you know, the opening segment, the first match, I thought was great. Uh, Then it was just kind of, you know, settling into mediocrity and then just kind of the same old, same old. And then the main event I thought was really strong. So um, I don't know The beginning and end was good, but a lot of a lot of just nothingness in the
1: middle. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think, you know, WWE has the potential to book well. You know, when they really invest in people, I think they really have an opportunity to, to, to make it look like a good show. I think, like you said, the, the opening segment had a really good start to it. And uh, the two triple threat matches were really good. And uh, we'll see uh, how that goes. It was predictable, but predictable isn't always bad. And so that's how I feel about that. So,
0: yeah, um, I yeah. still probably wouldn't have had Lashley go to the. I, I felt like by having a triple threat match, you didn't have to have Lashley go against Reigns next week because. I, I don't think Lashley should be getting beat yet. So that way you exactly. could have had Rollins pin Elias. You don't have Lashley get beat, and then you can have Reigns beat. You know, we we all know Reigns is winning next week, right? So you could have Reigns right. beat Rollins next week, and then after Reigns beats Lesnar at SummerSlam, assuming they don't do a Strowman cash in, then you have Lashley waiting in the wings because he's got that big win over Reigns instead of just giving it back. Yeah,
1: that makes sense too. I think they're looking at it from an angle of. I beat you you beat me now it's you know kind of the rubber match type of thing so i think you know both angles make sense but you want to protect lashley and i definitely understand that too so yeah he, this, yeah. he hasn't been beaten yet since he's been back with wwe uh at least yeah, he hasn't been pinned true. so yeah yeah, I think they're doing dis- decent with them so far. So let's get right into the opening segment. We saw Kurt Angle cut an in- in-ring promo about uh, Brock Lesnar status. He talked about that last night at uh, Extreme Rules. Uh, and then what happened was he was about to strip um, uh, Brock Lesnar, but per her, his uh, agreement yesterday. Uh, but what happened was uh, he got interrupted by Paul Heyman, and uh, you know, being very Paul Heyman, you know, it's so funny because I think that uh Vince McMahon people always talk about how Vince McMahon is so out of touch, but uh it his his mission to make Brock Lesnar one of the biggest heels in WWE, it passed with flying colors. I mean, you got a New York crowd that just booed the snot out of him, even booed Paul Heyman. Uh and then of course that got interrupted by uh, Drew McIntyre. I mean, the six people who were a part of the match. So Bobby Lashley, then Drew McIntyre, Seth Rollins, Elias, Bobby Lashley, Roman Reigns set up the two triple threat matches. You said you thought this was a strong uh, start to the show. What were you? What were you expecting from this? Uh, I thought it was
0: a. You know, I thought it was good for what it was. I thought Heyman, you know, uh, kind of gave in pretty easily, <laughs> uh, but. Other than that, you know, I I like the angle. Um, You set up Brock Lesnar's next match. You got Brock Lesnar a ton of heel heat. You know, whenever they bring up his name, uh, the fans are chanting "strip the title." So I I thought I thought it was strong. I I don't like how they always build these matches the same, which is one guy's music hits and the next guy's music hits, and it's just Mm -hmm. randomly. You know, you got your six guys in. Uh, They do that every week, pretty much. Um, I wish they you know mix that up a little bit and find different ways to do it. Yeah. But um outside of that, I thought it was a I thought it was a good opening segment and it looked like they were gonna build a one match, like a, a six way or something. And so I like yeah. that they split it up into two and it kind of kept you interested in the rest of the show.
1: I, I you know, I knew there was gonna lead to something. I was hoping a um I was hoping a series of um singles matches. So like uh and that led to a triple threat to the end of the show. I don't I don't think there was to me I don't think there's no point of uh you know kind of s- stretching this another week. So I wish they would have done three sets of singles matches and then the triple threat at the very end of the show. Um and that's a and that's a good way to to have Bobby Lashley not lose and not get pinned but he could have like you know lost the match per se. Like for instance you could have had um you know uh, like a uh, uh, Finn Balor versus Roman Reigns, and so forth, Elias versus Seth Rollins, Bobby Lashley versus uh, Drew McIntyre. Those, the, the winners of those three matches face at the end of the show. And so, uh, like, to me, I don't think that there's no point, I don't think there's a point of just stretching this out another week. I think it's
0: good to stretch it out just because you have, you build to something. And so you're building to a match. And I always liked that best back in the day when they'd advertise a match ahead of time because it, it gets you uh, looking forward to the next week. But I do like the idea of doing three triple threat matches instead of uh, two, three, three ways.
1: singles matches. Yeah, yeah.
0: Uh, yeah, I'm yeah. sorry. Three, three singles matches because then you could have had one per hour. And then that way it's just one more match that has stakes, whereas the rest of the show didn't
1: exactly exactly because it, it would have mattered yeah i understand what you said as far as stretching it to another week but wwe has failed so much in doing that to me <laughs> like because i mean because there's nothing you know when we used to have the the days where everything just kind of was built around the the main event of the match and, the, and everything kind of meant something now it's just kind of things just kind of inserted in in different places throughout the, throughout a raw that it just doesn't make sense but Hopefully hopefully next week uh, we'll see better. Uh, next we had Roman Reigns. We had the first triple threat match, Roman Reigns, Drew McIntyre, Finn Balor. Uh, I think to me it was pretty predictable that Reigns was going to win. It seems like he's going to be the guy again, the number one contender. Uh, solid match, though. I think it was a really, really good match. And I personally think that uh, I think I, re- I pay attention to the little things when it comes to WWE. I'm very happy that uh, Drew McIntyre didn't take the fall and Finn Balor did instead.
0: Yeah, yeah, and they're—I mean—they're I mean, they're definitely protecting Drew right now. Drew also hasn't been pinned since he's been on the main roster, uh, so you know I, I think they're keeping with that. That would have been difficult to do if you did the singles matches. You probably would have had to have him get DQ'd or something DQ'd. like that. Yep. Um, yeah. But I thought this match was awesome. Now I didn't get to. Um, Um, Matt had a commission meeting tonight So we're seeing if He might not be able to make the show But um, I'll keep you posted Um, uh, So how was the heat for this match Because I'm I'm on DirecTV now And they had a big outage Not DirecTV, DirecTV now is their streaming service Mm -hmm. And so they had this big outage It was out for a while And I had to go sign up for Sling in the meantime And then uh, you you know, I was watching it uh, on my phone Uh, So I couldn't hear it that well. How was it? How was the heat in this match?
1: The whole uh, Buffalo throughout the whole night was flat. In many many cases, Um, it was pretty up tempo for this match. uh, But it it just it was kind of like last last night's Extreme Rules in in Pittsburgh was pretty flat for most of the time. I think if you would have put a different crowd in that match, uh, I think would have had. I think it would have been better, but. It was decent it, it, it was the start of the show i think the crowd was a little hotter but uh it was decent yeah well
0: uh i thought i thought this match was great i thought it was strong so yeah. um that was cool yeah
1: absolutely then we had dolph ziggler uh, cut an in-ring promo he was interrupted by bobby rude yes ladies and gentlemen we had a bobby rude appearance <laughs> on raw uh finally um you know he hasn't been so glorious over the past few weeks, and uh, he wasn't glorious tonight either, uh, because he lost to Dolph Ziggler in a you know a straight up singles match. He tried to he, he tried to uh, uh, go for the Intercontinental Championship match, but Ziggler pulled a heel thing, which was really good. He said, "I didn't say anything about it being for the Intercontinental Championship," which was a good you know little heel thing that he did end up beating Bobby Roode straight up. And uh, where in the world does Bobby Roode go from here, Raj?
0: Well, they're going with, with Mojo. I think that yeah, was pretty... Yeah, they
1: did a backstage segment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah,
0: so that, I think that was to to build Bobby Roode and Mojo. Man, Bobby Roode has fallen so much. You know, you look at Bo- Bobby Roode, Asuka. Um, man, yes. it's it's kind of brutal where they're at right now. Um, but, you know, again, gosh, I, I hate saying this every week, but He could benefit greatly from a with a heel turn. You know, he needs a a refresh, and he's just dying in this role right now.
1: Yeah, I I agree. And I've said this before. I don't think I think he should ditch the entire glorious thing if he turns heel, though, because to me, like, it doesn't make sense for him to for people to chant glorious, and he's just fighting good guys now. What's the difference? Well, no one's chanting it though. Well he's getting he's kind of, he's still getting some chance though. Barely I mean, like
0: I mean when he yeah. does the glorious pose, that's about it. Otherwise they're yeah. they're quiet. Um, his entrance yeah, well, doesn't mean clear. anything anymore. I mean, I feel like they could do what they did with Nakamura. I mean, you could still have the glorious nickname. I don't think you need to drop that, but uh, maybe turn his music a little more heelish and uh you know, just have him stop doing the stuff that gets a, a baby face reaction.
1: Yeah, that's my point. I mean you don't have to drop him being called glorious right right but he's but he's doing a lot of antics that elicits crowd response and i don't think that uh you know i I don't think that a heel should be doing that um you know like neville was i think neville played a heel so well because there were certain things that he would do that would elicit pops that he would just not do like he would go up and try to do the about to do the you know tease the red arrow and then the crowd is getting all live about it, and he'll come down from the from from the top rope, very good heel stuff. And I think that uh, Bobby Roode has the capability to do that.
0: Yeah, he needs to go back to like his old TNA days when he was just an arrogant, cocky heel yeah. that uh, was just a prick, and um, and not this guy doing the, you know the chicken dance, getting you know <laughs> getting the glorious chance, and yeah. Yeah, he, you know he looks he looks like a a, a chode right now. So. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, I, he, he needs to turn bad. Dolph Ziggler, you know, he's he, he looks uh, like a bigger star than he has in a long time. I still feel like Elias could have used uh, the um, Intercontinental title and be where uh, where Ziggler is right now. I feel like it would have benefited Elias a lot more. I think yeah. Ziggler, he's just been buried for so long, it's hard to buy him in this role uh, totally. I mean, maybe he can get there, but just not yet. And I think it's been hurting Rollins by having him beaten by Ziggler twice now. Um, I just feel like Rollins has lost a lot of steam over the past month.
1: Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, Rollins still has that has that easy way to, to really get that baby face he, uh, uh, pops just from his in-ring work. If I, if I would have booked it, I would have had uh, the Bobby Roode-Dolph Ziggler feud I actually, I would have had that match at SummerSlam. And I think the raw after SummerSlam is when you turn rude heel as icy champ. Uh, that's what I would have done as far as just having that. Cause usually the raw after mania, the raw after SummerSlam, you know, they, they're, they're bigger raws. And I think a heel turn would have been pretty good. I just don't think you
0: have rude go for the intercontinental title right now. Cause he's so cold. You know, True. he's just True. been, he's just so far down the, the, uh, the list of importance, you know, important characters on <laughs> right now that um, I, I don't know who you go with with I mean, they didn't really tip their, tip their hat. I, I don't know. Maybe they're keeping it going with Rollins because uh, Rollins doesn't necessarily have a, a, a program set up for him either. So,
1: yeah, but it seems like they're kind of doing him and uh, McIntyre too, though. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. So, and that makes more sense. I, but um, yeah, we'll see. Yeah.
1: It's it's kind of tough for me since Ziggler's not with. I mean, it seems like they're going away from Ziggler and McIntyre as a duo, and I think McIntyre is what Ziggler needed to really, you know, stand feel out like a
0: right? Like feel like a big deal. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't feel like as big a deal without McIntyre with him.
1: Yeah, because it because it had a Shawn Michaels Diesel kind of feel to it, and I yeah. think that now it, without him, it's just kind of. I don't think this- they're
0: dropping it yet. I think to, to tonight kind of kept them a little separate, but i I, I don't think uh, I don't think that's happening quite yet.
1: Well, did you did you catch uh, McIntyre's promo when he came out and he was like, you know, my first I, my, I mean my first pro- mission was to keep the title on to Dolph Ziggler, and my next mission is to you know go for the Universal Championship. I don't know if that's a soft breakaway, but it seems like it might have been something.
0: We'll see. Yeah. It Hopefully seems not. too soon, but yeah. we'll see. I, I think they're still aligned. Hopefully so. Hopefully so. Was this the match where uh, Coach started talking about he was trying to get his word of the hour out, and Cole, Michael Cole, and Corey Graves just just started talking like a mile a minute, like totally talking over Coach, making sure he <laughs> didn't get it out. I yeah. think this was the match where that happened, or it might have been the next one.
1: What do you What do you think about that word of the hour? I can't stand it. <laughs> what grade would you give Coach overall right now? Oh gosh, he, I think chat he's room, the worst. Chat room two, chat room two. What grade would you give Coach overall? All right, guys in the <laughs> chat, let's see your grades. I think, I mean,
0: is F too too harsh? <laughs> yeah, I think so. <laughs> Maybe a D. Definitely, definitely not better than a than a D+. Hmm. I mean, he's, I think he's just awful. And I used to like him back in the day. I don't know. He just seems too – I don't know. He just seems like he's Mr. ESPN Big Shot. He doesn't really have to pay attention to the product that much, and he's just there, and he's going to talk, and he's not going to do any research. And that's that.
1: Yeah, and he brings basketball references up a lot, as if, like, wrestling fan – I mean, I'm a big basketball fan, too. (laughs) But he'll just throw, like, LeBron James uh, reference in as if – wrestling right. fans to really care it's, you know what i mean like <laughs> as if that's gonna make give him like brownie points as a as a, a color guy you know like i just don't understand why he would do that like i think that's like his yeah. hey you know i'm an espn guy i'm gonna bring up a lebron reference to you know uh get more street cred or something like that
0: yeah so the letter, the letter of the hour someone wrote is f there's a lot of f, <laughs> oh, wow. some d's uh i think one person saying coach is great i think uh, that's craig i Hope he's kidding. I don't know, but anyway, <laughs> so there we go. <laughs> oh,
1: wow. So the consensus is uh, D to F, huh?
0: Yeah. Uh. So this was where I thought the show was just starting to. It really slowed down here.
1: Started the tank. Started the tank for you.
0: Yeah, with the the Ziggler rude stuff, and it just never. It, it, I wouldn't say tanked. It was just back to mediocrity, back to the gotcha. sameness, back to gotcha. nothing really happening, no movement uh, until the main event.
1: Kind of, kind of went to default mode, yeah. Uh, then we got Mojo Raleigh and Tyler Breeze. Uh, they're building Mojo as a heel more. It uh, seems like they're trying to make him a, a credible heel. Uh, I don't understand what his gimmick is, though. I'm not sold on Mojo Raleigh because I don't even know what he is as a heel. What, is he like a mean football player? Or is, what is his gimmick?
0: Yeah, I think that there's something missing there, but I think Mojo has a potential. He's got the yeah. good – he's got this – you know, good size, good facials, uh, a good intensity, but something with his, his, his ring gear. And yeah, kind of what you said is like motivation. He's just kind of, he's just kind of there. Hopefully they can take that in a direction now with this feud with Bobby Roode. Um, I'm not liking Roode's chances in this feud, (laughs) (laughs) but, um, you know, i I think it's worth trying something with him. He's athletic. He's you know a legit athlete, and uh, he's got a good presence to him. I think he just needs to something missing, but he I think he can find it, and I, I think he'll get there.
1: I think a character's missing. i don't even I don't know what to jeer mojo about. I don't even know what his like, for instance, I'm all about characters. I know you are too, as far yeah. as just but it's like, what? Why am I booing you? And I feel this—you know—it's just like no, because he beat
0: up the Lord. Rosebuds. Oh,
1: is that, <laughs> that, is that why I should boo you? Like, <laughs> what is he like—the Rosebud killer now? Is that his gimmick? I don't understand exactly what about Mojo Raleigh I should jeer. Like, what is his gimmick? What is he? And, and I don't—you know—that's—that's what I think. That's—I think that's the intangible that's kind of missing with Mojo. I think he has. I think he's—he's getting, he's getting in better shape. I can tell that for sure. And I think that his. His mannerisms as a heel is building up better, but I definitely think that he, he needs to be tagged with a gimmick somehow to, to really help him as a heel. I believe,
0: yeah, I, I could see that. I, I mean, this is he's like a classic case of someone back in the 80s that you'd put a manager with him to kind of yeah. really get him going in that direction. And, and uh, I, you know, I feel like there's still a place for managers, you don't have to call them managers. I know Vince McMahon hates that term. But uh, so many guys can benefit from having a, a mouthpiece.
1: If you had the chance, uh, if you could bring someone to manage them, who do you think it should be?
0: Well, that's the thing. They, they don't really develop managers anymore. And I, I feel like getting the old guys, it just it feels like a step back. And I, I don't like saying Paul Heyman for everything. I, I remember thinking Paige for a while before she got the GM role. I mm. thought she would have made a cool manager. Yeah. Um,
1: it or worked Matthews. with Ellering though, with ALP. Uh, uh, yeah, Ellering worked, and he doesn't—he
0: doesn't feel. He—he um, he, Paul Ellering didn't feel like he's from another era. You know what I mean? Mm, like, gotcha. uh, like if you got JJ Dillon or something like that. Gotcha, um, gotcha. Yeah, I
1: don't. know. He still looked good. He didn't feel like he was overshadowing their yeah. gimmick either. Yeah. You know, and I think that's what helped with Ellering. He just was—he just kind of came out there, and they were like his henchmen and i yeah. think that's what helped with aop and i think that that's something that they're substantially lacking now we'll we'll get to that in a bit but yeah. i think with mojo if if someone like an ellering was there just kind of like had like kind of like a sickum mentality and he was like a you know like a mm-hmm. ferocious you know i think that would probably help yeah i, I mean
0: mojo- I, well i think like rockstar spud you know he's yeah. he's a yeah. great character but he's kind of wasted on 205 life he's he's good in his role but no one watches that show you know no one yeah. cares about it um, even though I think it's it's really good, I mean the wrestling has been fantastic on that show lately. And Leo Rush is another; he's so small, you know, his his size is going to hurt him in the long run, even in the cruiserweight division. But he's got so much personality; I think he would uh, he would make a great manager. Um, so there's do you think, people out there.
1: What do you think? What do you think if they repack Someone like a Chad Gable? Yeah, he's too. He got, I think
0: he's just he's way too right. athletic and gifted in the ring to to do it. He's not. I, th- I think he's. He's got too much. potential. I'd hate to see that just because I like Chad Gable so much.
1: But <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't see WWE doing anything. No, with him he's
0: right. out. He, him and the revival were on main event tonight.
1: Yeah, he oh. he usually loses the main event. Don't he? hasn't he lost the Mojo before a main event?
0: Oh yeah. Um, yeah. Let's see what was main event tonight. It was. Uh, let's take a look here. Where is it? Anyway, uh, oh, here we go. Um, it was – gosh, you think about what the revival and Chad Gable used to do in, t- in uh, NXT. NXT yeah. The Revival and Mike Kanellis. They gave Mike Kanellis a win. Uh, defeated Chad Gable, Rhino, and Heath Slater, and then mm-hmm. no, way, no way Jose beat Curt Hawkins.
1: There you go. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I, I agree with you, though. I think Chad Gable has a bunch of potential. I just think – I don't see them doing anything with Gable. Um, just – Period. Uh, yeah. I think Vince probably thinks he's too small. Uh, he's he's a heck of a talent, but unless they have him on two hundred five as a singles wrestler on the main roster, I see nowhere. I see nowhere with Chad Gable.
0: This was one of the – you know most of the um, most of the trades in the in the draft or whatever you call it, the superstar shakeup or whatever they call it uh, has has been a net negative for almost yeah. everyone. You know, Sheamus yeah. and Cesaro are super talented. They're they're never used uh, and they they're not injured. They've been wrestling uh live events but never used. Bobby Roode, we see what's happening with him. I mean, the guys they moved over, they have uh, you know, Jinder is wasn't even on the show tonight. Yeah. Um you just see like you- they didn't have real plans. They just kind of, you know, threw some names yeah. in a hat and 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 they didn't, didn't Rhino and names?
1: Slater go over too?
0: Yep, yeah. Rhino and Slater and they're on main event. <laughs> no. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you using. know, Zach Ryder, who who knows where
1: yeah. he is. He hasn't been used yet. There's uh, gotta
0: be one. Who am I forgetting? I feel like someone has done well since moving over. Um Samoa Joe hasn't they haven't done anything with yet, but I think they will. Yeah, I think they will too. Tinder did get a match with Roman, but he's done absolutely nothing since. Yeah. Anyway. I
1: don't I don't know. I can't think of anybody they've out of the six, out of the six main event. Echelon talent that they kind of made uh, tonight through the matches. There was none that came over from SmackDown, was it? Seth didn't.
0: I mean, Kevin Owens has been. Up. Yeah. Like he's Owens. he's, but he was also. I I don't know if he's higher on Raw
1: than he was on. Actually, I'd say he wasn't. Yeah, more of a lateral move than if anything. Yeah. I don't see anything. I don't see anything positive. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, that's a good point. It hasn't really been much benefit on the Raw side from the from the shakeup. So. Yeah. Uh, Bailey and Sasha Banks, <laughs> they were basically given an ultimatum. Speaking of shake up, uh, they were given an ultimatum that if they don't, if they don't get along, one of them would have to go to SmackDown live. Now, I don't understand how that's a punishment, but, uh, <laughs> that they made it a punishment and they had to go against Alexa, uh, Alicia Fox and Dana Brooke. Uh, I don't know how in the world that they put them two together, uh Dana Brooke is like forever in limbo. She's a face, she's a heel, she's just there, you know. Uh Lisa Fox, you know, I don't know what they're going to do with her ever. Uh, again, that's uh, worthwhile. But what what are your thoughts on this whole angle and this match and it was like a no contest. It just was just all over the place. I think <sighs> I think it's been
0: terrible. I think uh Sasha deserves so much more. I think Bailey deserves so much better. I think this feud has just made them look weak. Um, the fact that didn't Kurt on this show somewhere on the show said we settle our differences in the ring.
1: In the ring, yeah.
0: And then he's sending them to counseling. <laughs> like Yeah. This thing has been so stupid and it hasn't been entertaining. It's one thing if they had entertaining uh, segments with the counseling, but they didn't, they had, I mean, last week, they didn't even do anything with it. They just showed them like in the office. Right. Yeah. I think it was just like a few words. It's, it's just, I think, I feel like it's just been a disaster. They had that, that angle where, where Bailey attacked Sasha and fans finally got into it and then they just killed it again. They've killed this feud like three times. Yeah. Uh, so it, it just it, sucks.
1: It seems like, wh- what are your thoughts on this? It seems like they pulled Dr. Shelby that one week. And it seemed like it could have done, it, it could have been something, but the whole Dr. Shelby thing just fell flat. I wonder if WWE kind of noticed that and just kind of pulled the plug all together on that.
0: Could have been. Or maybe Shelby was getting a bigger pop than, you know, Sasha and <laughs> Bailey, and they're seeing how bad, like, they're booking Sasha and Bailey. You know, obviously, I I think they're definitely doing a match at SummerSlam, right? Even though tonight it was weird. It almost looked like they were leading to a reconciliation, even though uh, it'll probably be them just turning on each other again. It's happened like five times so far. Yeah. This this thing sucks.
1: I don't see – unless it's them against each other at SummerSlam, I don't even see where it goes because they were kind of feuding with the Riot Squad, but Ember Moon's been feuding with the Riot Squad over the past few weeks, and we'll get to that crazy win uh here in a bit but it doesn't even seem like there's nothing else for them to do but to go against each other so i don't see how this will draw out the next few weeks
0: could you imagine if they had sean and marty and did this like five month you know (laughs) breakup or they're getting back together and break it up and have to go to counseling how much would have that impacted sean's career and where he was heading right um
1: No, but you got to remember, you got you have to have Marty tell Sean, "I I love you, Sean. You're you're my best friend. You did everything, and you always hug people there. You always know when I'm feeling bad. I love you, Sean." (laughs) Yeah.
0: Could you imagine? Like they've just not you know knocked the the legs out of both women in this. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I think their match will be good at SummerSlam if it builds up to that. I just think that uh, I think build up means so much when it comes to angles. And I think that they're doing a very lousy job making me want to see a match between the two.
0: Was it two years ago they had the the Iron Woman match at TakeOver
1: in Brooklyn? Uh, yeah, I think it was. Uh, or was it? Yeah, three? they had Brooklyn because they, uh, they, had, they had two. They had like a series, didn't they?
0: Yeah, um, but they had the Iron Woman match at TakeOver.
1: At TakeOver Brooklyn, yeah. And it was
0: awesome as the main event. It was heated. It was a great storyline. And now, yeah. two years later, we're heading to the same city, and we got this.
1: Yeah, yeah. It might have been 15, wasn't it? Because Bailey last year, she was a part of the uh, – she actually defended the championship successfully. And then, I think the year before – She
0: wasn't on there. she wrestled – was that Oscar? or –
1: no, yeah, you know, what it might have been sixteen. I, I'll look it up and see. But yeah. I noticed she defended the championship at Mania in Orlando. Um, it was like the four way, so it might have been. For, for, but, but for some reason, I thought she came. No, she came to SummerSlam. She debuted the SummerSlam, uh, the Raw after SummerSlam two thousand sixteen. That's that's when it was. Yeah, because uh, I think she had like a tag team match against Bailey. Uh, t- she had a tag team match with Sasha, like at a pay per view, like in the summertime that year, and then. She went back to NXT, and I think she debuted officially after SummerSlam in 2006.
0: Just think about how good that feud was, and where it is now.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, yeah. Uh, so what's next? Uh, we got uh, um, the B team uh, against the Ascension. Um, what's your overall thoughts on the B team? I, I personally, I I think that uh, it it brings the title division down a rung or two. But yeah. it's fun to see them, though. I, I-, I watched the uh, pr- the post-show uh, for uh, Extreme Rules, and just their celebration was just hilarious. I wouldn't put it to the uh, uh, tag team championship level, but it-, it is fun to see them, though.
0: They're entertaining, but when you put the titles on a campy act, your titles become campy, right? Yeah. yeah. Like, no one, no one takes the Raw tag team title seriously right now. Yeah. um it needs it needs to be resuscitated bad uh, there's I, like i said they're entertaining um but when you're putting the titles on that that just shows what you think of those titles you're not going to put the world title on um you know santino morella
1: yeah
0: um, That's true. Yeah. it's just you know
1: but you will put the tag team titles on Santino and Vladimir Kozlov. <laughs> so was, yeah. Talk about Yeah, event. I mean,
0: <laughs> the tag team titles, they only mean the only time they really care about them is when they put two strong singles wrestlers as a tag team. Right. Um, yeah. it, it's been a while since you've seen a, a, actually, I take that back. The Usos and the New Day did a hell of a job with their feud, but.
1: Absolutely. They on did. Raw, on the
0: Raw, it's been a while since you've seen yeah. a good feud. Yeah.
1: I, well, uh, I mean, what strong teams do you have on roll right now? I mean, you have AOP who keeps That's beating it. up as worldwide.
0: Unless you count Drew and Dolph.
1: Yeah, which it looks like they're not really tag teaming anymore, especially on the baby on the babyface side. You have the, the leaders of worlds and who else? What other strong babyface team do you have right now?
0: Someone saying Edge and Christian were campy. I don't consider that. Like they would do comedy, but they they were St- they would still turn back to serious um yeah, they weren't yeah. doing goofy stuff during their matches they weren't uh you know you know they weren't over the top goofy and plus i felt like they didn't become main eventers until after they dropped the strong comedy stuff anyway
1: Well, they were doing the flash photography during their tag runs weren't they
0: yeah and the and they weren't was- main eventers then right
1: well i think what was it 2000 that they started the whole uh, t- uh, kind of. Uh, it wasn't called TLC until what seventeen, right? I think that was the first time yeah. they called it TLC when yeah. when Foley was commissioner.
0: But I feel like uh, there's a difference between being entertaining in your pre-match promo, like DX or The Rock, um, uh, and doing you know being entertaining, you know, doing some comedy at the beginning, but not being a goofy character all the way through. Makes and, sense. And they weren't that.
1: I can, I can I I can agree with that. Uh, I think that they were serious in the ring. I think they proved themselves in the ring to be top talent. Uh, I think the campiness and the flash photography and the, the crazy hats and glasses and kazoos, that just kind of helped their character, you know, yeah. especially uh, at the time where the angle was kind of aligned with them as well. And it just kind of, he played the serious counterpart to their, you know, kind of goofiness. So it really helped based on the angles and everything that was going on, I think it helped them. Right. Yeah. So we had, uh next we had, uh what, 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 before that, the Ascension, Raj, what the heck? I mean, <laughs> just, <laughs> yeah. when will we ever see anything positive coming from the Ascension? Yeah. I mean, are, they, they, are they like glorified jobbers at this point?
0: Oh, they've been, they've been glorified jobbers yeah, for are. years now. <laughs> uh, you know, that's the, where the tag divisions right now. And even like, I wouldn't go with aop yet i feel like you need another tag team in there that that uh could you know stand up to them and there's really no one there right now
1: i think they and could the tag have...
0: division's a mess it's almost like you you need to combine them i feel like yeah. you you can bring shamelessness of Cesaro sorrow back and not yeah not when... tell anyone <laughs> you know it's yeah. not like they they go over the top explaining their storylines anyway
1: right right yeah um I, you know, what would be cool, like if they have the superstar shakeup and then maybe they had like a mid year random shuffle, you know, maybe just like a person or two uh, heading toward like the September, October or something like that. Just to just to kind of change it up a little bit, because right now, I think even if they were a babyface, you know, uh, tag team, if the if the bar just kind of was a babyface tag team and, and feud against alter Japan, I think that'll be much better than what they're doing now.
0: Well, I'm, you know, I'm all for doing like a big draft once a year or whatever. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. But I feel like as part of the a brand split, you should, part of the storyline should be the competition between the two brands and trying to steal their other talent and, you know, trades being made. Not all the time. Otherwise it gets to be, uh, it, it gets overdone, but just here and there where you're, you know, you're making trades and stuff like that. And it, it keeps, you know, I feel like they're so strict. Like we did the brand split. We've, you know, we've shuffled the talent. That's it. Mm-hmm. Whereas you don't need to, especially if some talent's not going anywhere.
1: Yeah, I agree. I agree. I think maybe you bring Shelton some-
0: Benjamin back. And then you got him and Gable. And then you got another, you know, legit tag team back on Raw. Yeah. But,
1: but do they, do they become baby faces again? Because they left SmackDown as heels.
0: Uh, it doesn't, I mean, it doesn't matter. <laughs> if, if the B team, I mean, I guess they're heels, but either way, you know, on either side. Whatever you consider the B team, you have Benjamin Cave <laughs> yeah. will be the opposite.
1: And and to me, that kind of to me, I think that kind of hurts their gimmick as a whole. Because if they're not a babyface or a heel, like, am I going to cheer? Am I going to boo them? I think the very fact that you can draw heat or draw pops, I think it ups your character substantially. Yeah. But you know, there's some people they're they're fighting babyfaces, but you got a bunch of B team signs and a bunch of B team shirts, so. Yeah. You know they're kind of in a conundrum right now.
0: So maybe go all the way with them, turn them babyface. I agree. Gable yeah. and Benjamin be the heels.
1: Yeah, turn them, turn them babyface. I I agree. Or even or, like,
0: or Drew and Dolph.
1: You know? I, I he, listen. I would I would turn them babyface if, if if they want to beat the, the leaders of worlds in a rematch. Turn them babyface if they're going to go go. I mean, I would feud them against authors of pain. Why not? You know, yeah. like it, it just <laughs> uh it just have them. Just have, have the fans. I'm sure that they'll cheer for them if they beat Arthur Japan and, and have a good time. So, you know, I just want to go all out. I agree. Uh, Alexa Bliss. Uh, so she cuts the promo. Then you have Ronda Rousey come out. And, you know, she's on suspension. Last night she said, that's it, and just jumped over the rail with no, with no security and just beats up Mickey James, you know, any, any other person. If they really want to play this out, People should have just rushed to her immediately, but they just let her do it yesterday. They let her do it on Raw. It just doesn't. It just didn't make it, sense. And it's all. so stupid.
0: Yeah, like okay. then why didn't she just buy a ticket for the extra week that she's been exactly. suspended?
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So the stuff and then she browsing. goes all. She goes all the way up to the beginning of the ramp. So so she's so she's trying to chase them to the beginning of the ramp. So she's at the top of the ramp, and then she just does a stare down. And then when they run, she runs. So I just—I don't know. I just pay attention to those the, the smaller stuff, and to me, it just didn't make sense. Much she much. gets
0: such a reaction from the crowd. I hate seeing these uh, this weak story stuff that they're giving her. Um, yeah. I just feel like it should be focused. It should be big, and it should feel should feel huge. But they did announce Alexa Bliss versus Ronda Rousey at SummerSlam, but they yeah. extended Ronda Rousey's suspension one week
1: for a week. Yeah. Constable Cormer is trying to find his phone. But Angle confiscated his phone, so I guess that was a a good way to have Angle, you know, get not get clearance from Stephanie. So I, I don't know, <laughs> but I just I, it just Alexa Bliss is a really good heel. But I would rather for Rousey like it doesn't have a marquee big, big fight feel to me as far no. as Rousey versus Alexa. I think Bliss is probably the if if you. If you want to go with one of the best heels that Raw has, Bliss is the, the person, but at the same time, Rousey's been billed as such this MMA star, first woman to make the UFC Hall of Fame. She has this such a marquee feel to her. And I think it lowers her a bit when you know saying that she's going to feud with Alexa Bliss at SummerSlam.
0: Yeah, and just makes it—it's just not credible, right? Like I think right. when you did Oscar, As- if you were going to do Oscar, and we talked—we talked on the podcast last night about how much they destroyed Oscar, but there's there's a credibility there you know oscar was undefeated if you had kept that going uh, you know there's a credibility there that you believe it that you can buy into it with charlotte flair you have that because of charlotte's athletic background she's bigger than ronda same as nia jack she's bigger than ronda those are the matches that you should have gotten to and you can have you know ronda beat mickey james get experience in the ring get up to that level but challenging alexa bliss for the title it just it just does nothing yeah i agree
1: I would have wished that they, if they would have done the Nia Jax thing, I wish I would have wished that Stephanie McMahon would have came in and had Nia's kind of like a uh, a bodyguard type of feel for her, just kind of like a a protector type of feel, and then they could have drew that could have drew more heat on Nia, because Nia has a presence to her that uh, seems like if anybody would make Ronda Rousey an underdog, it would be Nia Jax, but. I mean, exactly. No one else should have been a
0: long bill to get there. Absolutely, <laughs> just Absolutely. randomly throwing her into title matches. This is her second title match, and, <laughs> right. she, and those are her two singles matches. Yeah, her, yeah, her only
1: two singles matches are title <laughs> not on matches.
0: TV, at least.
1: <laughs> yeah, you think she wins it at SummerSlam?
0: I think so. Otherwise, you start putting that, that uh, not a loser vibe, but that she can't get it done. And I don't think you yeah. want that that early. Yeah, so
1: I think we saw that with Asuka. I think that uh, you know losing. I think that I think WrestleMania just killed her momentum. I don't. If, oh, if for I could point sure. pinpoint one place to kill her momentum, it was it was uh, WrestleMania. Oh, I mean, Charlotte. If anybody could have, if anybody should have broke the streak, Charlotte should have been the person. Sure, but it just uh, her her momentum just tanked after that.
0: If you had plans for them, but they both got. Charlotte got beat by Carmella, who's not right. Who doesn't have that credibility? So it's just hurt, just hurt everyone involved. I mean, it's helped Carmella, but is that who you got the world's biggest? You know, the, your biggest star in the company, Ronda Rousey. That's that's who you're wanting to build is Alexa Bliss and Carmella, not the right. not the natural big matches. Um, so anyway, yeah. They do what they do. We'll see.
1: Yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens with that. Uh, Altus Japan versus Titus Worldwide. Another just total squash. Um, they're. It seems like they're just making AOP just credible heels at this point real uh, quick with the B team like...
0: versus the Ascension. They announced that next week they're going to do the raw tag team rematch with Matt Hardy and Bray
1: Wyatt versus yes. the Yeah, team. there was a, there was a, a screen promo that uh, Bray Wyatt and Matt Hardy did. Uh, and
0: they were teasing Matt Hardy teased on Twitter and he was giving Bray some weird looks. So I think they're teasing that they might break up. So hopefully next week, that's it. I don't know. I hope- I'm done with this team, but
1: I hope not. I, I Bray Wyatt as a heel just fell flat to me real early. And turn I, Matt I just,
0: heel and keep ba- Bray babyface.
1: I don't think I don't think Matt is strong enough to be a heel right now, though. Yeah, uh, or I
0: just having to go go their separate directions. Yeah, their separate I feel ways. like they're not doing anything. Yeah, I I don't think they should turn Bray heel either.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, we got uh, so AOP Todd is worldwide. Where does this go? Uh, is the, I mean, it seems like they're just leading. They're they're building the momentum of ALP as as credible heels, yeah. But it doesn't seem like it's really leading to anywhere right now because there's not really any other strong babyface team right
0: now. Yeah, yeah. They're just kind of in purgatory. They're just you know doing squash matches. You know, it was interesting how quiet the crowd was in this match. Like nothing. Corey Graves even you know said the crowd was in shock silence and. and it's a good way to try to cover it up, but man, they did not care yeah. one bit.
1: But what is the, but what is there to care about though? I mean, like there, nothing. there's, there's nothing that ALP is doing that's really building momentum as, as heels. Titus worldwide has been a joke ever since really they, they came together. So there's nothing to cheer about at this point, you know? Yeah. So yeah, <clears throat> Sarah Logan and Ember moon. So they were talking about Sarah Logan getting her first win. And the Ember Moon's been feud against the Riot Squad recently, but why in the world do you give Ember Moon a loss? He's been building up so much momentum, and you give her a loss to Sarah Logan at this point.
0: Yeah, I believe that's Ember Moon's first pinfall loss, right? Yeah on the, on the yeah. main roster. Yep. It seemed like a seemed like a weird thing to do, but the only thing I could think of is they have nothing else for them, so it's you know Riot Squad versus Ember Moon for another few weeks, and Ember Moon's won every time, so they needed to <laughs> have her take a loss. I don't know.
1: Yeah, <clears throat> what's the uh, what's the timeline on Ruby Riot? I
0: think soon. It, it wasn't that bad, so I think it's like a few more weeks. So, hmm. yeah, it's not that it's not that long, but yeah, I think probably felt like Ember needed to take a loss here, get some wins again. And then by the time, so by the time Ruby Wright comes back, that's what it leads to is Amber and Ruby.
1: Yeah, but I don't think she should have lost here though. I no, think I agree. Just, I wouldn't have done yeah. it. Yeah, I would have had her beat Sarah, beat uh, Liv, and just you know kind of build that momentum to set up for Ruby to come and attack her. You know, one week and then that can lead yeah. to. You can keep somewhere.
0: them off TV one week if you don't have an exactly. idea.
1: You know. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely, but the crowd so was dead in that main- match
0: too. I, feel, I felt like the crowd was dead for this
1: stretch of the show. Oh yeah, oh absolutely, yeah. They started off hot, but it was kind of like Pittsburgh last night. Uh, I mean, at Extreme Rules, just kind of started off hot and just went and just kind of flat, you know, throughout the rest of the show. So, yeah. um, the the main event um, was was good. It was uh, Roman Reigns uh, or I Bobby mean- Lashley. Bobby Lashley, this time, Roman Reigns in the start, um, beating Elias and Seth Rollins. So they're building kind of like the two spears. Uh, It looks like Lashley's return and having a spear as a finisher again. Um, And so they're building up them two. It was predictable to me, but, I mean, I enjoyed their match at Extreme Rules, and I think it'll be a good match on Raw. Uh, But it just seemed like it was way too predictable as far as just who the two is going to be.
0: Yeah, and I think um, again, I feel like they're hurting Seth a bit. Like Seth, they've, they've really kind of cooled cooled him off the last month and a half, or the last month. Mm-hmm. Um, they've done the same with Braun. I feel like they've cooled Braun off a lot over the last couple of months, even though he won money in the bank. But he's not near as crazy over as he was a while ago. Um, I don't know. I, I feel like they don't listen to the crowd as, as often, and they're cooling their own stars for whatever reason. And I feel like they're doing that with Seth. But other than that, I thought this was a good match. You know, like I said, I probably wouldn't have Roman beat Lashley yet. I'd probably save that for later. Uh, and then have you could have Roman versus Seth. I think that makes it a little more unpredictable because in the back of your head, you could think that maybe they will go with Seth. Mm. Um, whereas I think this with Roman and Lashley next week, we all think that Roman's winning, right? Yeah.
1: I think, but I think if Lashley wins again, man, I think he is uh, uh, the top baby face of the whole WWE. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's that's kind of how they started. I mean, the the Buffalo was chanting Lashley like crazy. They, you were getting Bobby chants at the beginning of the of the show. They were kind of booing him because Seth is so over uh, yeah. in the main event. But I think him beating Reigns really helped him as far as being a, being a babyface.
0: No, my my booking idea was for him to not just beat reigns but destroy reigns last night and then have him destroy lesnar at summerslam and like Mm. dominate not not like the goldberg 32nd one but like a a seven eight minute just one-sided match where he just beats the hell out of lesnar um and then you got a superstar made you know and you transfer that badass aura you had on lesnar to lashley so i think he's a heel um, um no you don't have to have him be a heel. You could, or you could have him be a tweener like Lesnar was. Lesnar was never necessarily a babyface or a heel, right? Like he was facing Braun, then Joe, and then Rain, you know. So he kind of ping-pong between babyfaces and heels. But
1: Yeah, but that was uh, – But I, I don't think, think – I think it was I an anomaly, mean- though. I think it was an anomaly because Lesnar was like an attraction, you know what I mean? Right. We're going to see Lesnar – we're going to see Lashley every week, so I think – Making him a clear cut baby face or heel would work. You could do that with Lesnar because he was there once every three or four months. So, you know, <laughs> but was,
0: but Lashley beating the hell out of Lesnar would be a huge baby face thing, right? Because oh, everyone
1: yeah,
0: and so you try him out as baby face if it's not working then you turn him heel but i think yeah. i think Lashley versus Lesnar is more interesting to me than uh Reigns versus Lesnar again but they've beaten Reigns so many times by Lesnar i know they desperately want Reigns to beat, you know, finally beat him.
1: I'm cool, you know, I'm a Reign. I love Roman Reigns. Uh, I'm, I'm an a Ro- I'm a Roman Reigns apologist. Uh, I don't I don't understand the flack that he gets. But uh <laughs> but i you know, listen, if i if i if it was my choice i would have La- uh, Lastly, versus Lesnar, just because we've never seen that match and I think if we're going to have one more match with uh, with Brock Lesnar I'd prefer for it to be Bobby Lashley so. uh, and don't do a triple threat either just do a singles match I mean that yep. could be an option next week too they could just kind of beat each other up and they can make it like a triple threat I don't want to see a triple threat match I'd rather see a singles match if this is Lesnar's last match
0: yeah no I think uh, yeah I-, I-, I like the idea of Lashley winning it i think you get a new superstar i like the idea of reigns being pissed at lashley winning it turning heel attacking lashley afterwards i know you know we've been talking about reigns turning heel forever i know they're not going to do it but if reigns was upset with lashley kind of taking his spot and you know getting the win over lesnar that he's always wanted it's justified right like he's been wanting that win over lesnar so bad lashley comes in gets it reigns just you know lashes out for lack of a better term at, at Lashley and, and you got a hot feud.
1: I'll say this on my show. I think that uh, I, I would have rather, I, I would like to see Heyman with, with Reigns. Uh, yeah. I mean, people, pe- people say that uh, Reigns mic work is, is the, the, the weakest point of his uh, arsenal. Mm-hmm. And I think that Heyman's a, uh, you know, he's a self, he you know, he's a self proven amazing promo guy. Yeah. So if you have, you know, if you have Reigns and Lesnar, like if you do Reigns, I think they can still do it. Uh, yeah. If you have Reigns versus Lesnar, if it's Lesnar's last match, you can have Reigns just win and just like beat the crap out of uh, Lesnar. And then you say, ladies and gentlemen, my name is Paul Heyman, and I like to introduce to you the reigning, defending, universal champion Roman Reigns. And then, the, I mean, the crowd would just boo the crap out of him. That'll be a hot few going into the summer, the, the Raw after SummerSlam, and it'll, it'll draw people wanting to see the Raw more.
0: I think it would make the product so much more interesting if you did that right now. I think everything feels so stale right now. Yeah. And I, th- I feel like that would just give a jolt. And there's no reason not to do it, right? Uh, I
1: agree. Yeah.
0: I no mean, because Rain sells a lot of merch at live events. Well, how much of your business right now is merch? You're going to be making a half a billion dollars a year on TV deals. <laughs> that should be your focus: is making the product interesting. Yes. And then the merch will come down the road. But that's if that's not your core thing, or selling live event tickets is no longer your big thing. It's the network, and the TV make yes. the product hot.
1: Absolutely. I think the TV, for that reason. Yeah, I think the TV should be the number one focus. I mean, based on what we, what we see with you know, Fox and USA renewing their deals, TV should be the first uh, first focus. And if they do that at SummerSlam, there, you have so many people wanting to see what happens at the Raw after, after SummerSlam. And so I think it'll be a, a good deal.
0: Speaking of which, uh, well, let's wrap, we'll wrap this up and then we'll get to Brock appearing on the Raw after SummerSlam.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Bobby Lashley, uh, won. He, uh, basically speared, um, Elias, was it, to, to, to catch the win at yep. the end? Uh, yep. and uh, so it'll be next week, it'll be Roman Reigns versus uh, Bobby Lashley for the number one contendership. And so, that was basically the conclusion of Raw.
0: Yeah. All right, so let's did get, let's tease, cashing in uh, with, on whoever's champs uh, earlier yeah. in the show. Some people are bringing yeah. up Braun. Um,
1: Yeah. All right, let's get into some news bits, Raj.
0: All right, so yeah, so they announced Brock's going to be on the post uh, SummerSlam episode of Raw. Um, yeah, I mean, I think a lot of people assume that SummerSlam would be the last time we see Lesnar in WWE, at least for a while. At least until he fights Cormier and maybe John Jones. We'll, we'll see, but Mm-hmm. um he's appearing on the 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 raw the night the next night so i i know there's already some people who are wondering if that means that lesnar's doing more dates um if he's going to do another match after SummerSlam, i could see them doing a quitting angle like with batista remember when batista uh, oh it was amazing his last appearance and, you know,
1: yeah was could, it uh they was, did was, it twice. Against, was it john cena he lost to yeah uh, he, yeah
0: there was that, and then with evolution, he he did yep. the quitting. That's so,
1: that's when he was Blutista at that point. Yeah, <laughs> so
0: yeah, so you have Lesnar have Rain I mean, Paul Heyman uh, do the quitting for him. <laughs> I don't know unless uh, Heyman. I don't know, but yeah, Lesnar will be on the Raw the the night after
1: SummerSlam. So I think a perfect way to do that is to have. I mean, since since Reigns beat up and and tore up Les Lesnar at SummerSlam, he comes up trying to get some retribution and Heyman comes out with Reigns now and he comes out, gives them a a series of chair shots, beat the snot out of them rides to the sunset. And
0: that's that writes them off. Yep. Yep. I think that's the way to do it. I like that.
1: What else we got?
0: The other thing, their war games is returning this year, uh, survivor series weekend. So they're bringing it back for NXT takeover. Uh, I thought the match last year was awesome. So, yeah, so yeah, they're bringing it back. So,
1: so, uh, three teams of uh, three again,
0: I believe so. What the- they can haven't, I mean, the they haven't gotten that far, and I, I don't think I'm assuming that that's what it'll be, but you know, yeah. they can do whatever they want. Uh, Ronda Rousey is announced for uh, the event in Shanghai, China, on Saturday, September 1st, at the Mercedes Benz Arena. Uh, so that's her China live event debut,
1: mm-hmm. and do you think that uh, do you think that uh, G1 Supercar will outdraw TakeOver next year? Hmm.
0: What does the Barclays hold? Uh,
1: 16, I think, around there. 16,
0: 17. So I, and MSG is what,
1: 15? 15, yeah.
0: So I, and I think TakeOver is going to be sold out, but they have the bigger stage and everything, Whereas, because the MSG could be up to 20. I don't know. Mm. I could see them outdrawing them.
1: What does the chat room think? Uh, outdrawing uh well will G one super card outdraw NXT before we before we wrap up.
0: Yeah, see see what you guys think. They're the same night, six miles from each other. You know, I mean ROH New Japan, they're piggybacking off of WrestleMania weekend. Smart. It's a very yes. smart move. Um, the yes. timing's perfect. They're in New York and um yeah, it's a it's a smart move. Maybe, <laughs> maybe <laughs> it's a smart move. If you're running an event, it's a smart move. But raising the ire of WWE when they got all this cash coming in, you got yeah. some of your you, the young bucks and Kenny Omega's contracts coming up, Marty yeah. Scurll. Um. Yeah, it, it'll it'll be it's interesting. It's poking, uh, you know, poking a, What is it? It's poking a sleeping bear or mile.
1: I think they were inspired by All In um, because there's been a bunch of times. I I was at uh, I went to NXT this year and I went to uh, WrestleMania weekend and last year I went to ROH. I think they had the the highest crowd when I went. That was the uh, ladder match between the Hardys and the Young Bucks. Yeah, and they could have easily drew way more than what they did. And so I think they I think (laughs) they undersold themselves quite a bit though. ROH has.
0: Yeah, but ROH, the biggest crowd they've done is what 6,000. So you're yeah. talking about almost three times that much. Um, again, you're going to have tons of people in from uh, from you know, from Romania. Yeah. Tons of wrestling fans in the area. Uh, some people are picking that both will sell out, but a bigger crowd for NXT. Um, yeah, it'll be interesting. It looks like
1: looks like it's 50-50. Looks like yeah. it's split. Yeah. So be a pretty good weekend. Are you Plan on going uh, to West WrestleMania weekend festivities next year?
0: I think I'm, I'll probably do what I usually do, and that's go till about Saturday or, or Friday, and, and then come back and you know check out some of the events. And, but it's too crazy here on the site, so I got to be yeah. back for,
1: <laughs> for that. <laughs> yeah, I'll be there live again. Um, uh, Lord willing, uh, I should be there live again uh, at WrestleMania. Uh, I usually go from Thursday to Monday morning, so. I usually do coverage there, so it should be pretty fun uh i, I it, it's so funny because I was on the fence till probably like two weeks in and I chose n x t um so I, I don't know I might do that again I might be on the fence till like two weeks out and uh and and it you know that <laughs> you know I'll make the decision so yeah. It's time to wrap it up. Uh, I think uh, we've covered everything that we needed to cover and uh, anything else we have left uh, on plug the sites, anything coming up, Raj?
0: Tons of interviews, more from my interview with Tessa Blanchard. Uh, We got uh, stuff from my, uh, from our interview with Teddy Long from last week. Um, So just tons of stuff. It's a really busy week on the site. So um, just keep checking it out. what about about you? Uh, Pancakes at power slams tomorrow night.
1: Yes, Pancakes and Power Slams. Uh, it's been so fun here on the Wrestling at YouTube channel. We had a bunch of uh, tons of interaction every week. We have a wrestling uh, interview every week. Um, subscribe to iTunes too. Check up my archive interviews. I've interviewed over 100 wrestlers recently Booker T, B- Bill Goldberg, Nick Aldis talking about all in. So lots of heavy stuff. Uh, tomorrow I've got uh, my boy uh, uh, Chris Pavone, used to be called Kalen Croft. We're going to talk about uh, how Matt Capitelli influenced him. Uh, as a wrestler, and then we got uh, former uh, announcer Ken Resnick coming up, and so I'm really excited to talk about uh, talk with him. too. I love those old school interviews, so uh, it'll be cool. So next, so uh, tomorrow night, uh, stay cl- stay close to the U- uh, wrestling YouTube, and we're gonna have some fun tonight. So, uh, we're gonna have some fun tomorrow night. So uh, for all the people who uh, have been with us tonight, everybody who's gonna listen to it uh, after. Uh, go to Wrestling YouTube, go to Wrestling.com. Until next week, Raj, on behalf of Raj Geary, I'm Chris Featherstone. Have a good night. So long.